The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the Functional Sportsaholic, or as we like to call it, the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of Underdog Media. You can also find us on Podcast One. You're listening, as usual, to my man, Sam Van Dam and Sean Ryan. How you doing, Sam? Good, man. Just trying to get through this week, brother. Every week. Every week is the every same, Every week, man. I'm trying to get through the week. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> did you? Did you? I well, I want to talk a little bit um, about um, you know gaming later, um, and okay. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about you know kids and and everything. When I say kids, I mean like teenagers, um, mm-hmm. you know, probably like high school age. Um, and I'm going to reflect back to when I used to to play games too. But did you ever, when you were um, like at that age, let's say middle school through high school, did you ever feel like you were getting through a week, like just getting through it? I just felt like I felt like there was so much more going on, which in reality there really wasn't. Right. And I just felt like, you know, like it's all probably, you know, nothing more than what I have going on now, except for now I have much more responsibilities. But, you know, like if you had practice or you have whatever, you're dealing with some drama with some girl. I mean, it's the same stuff I'm dealing with now. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's just an elevated uh, higher stakes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Higher stakes and. You know, um, but yeah, I, I never, I, I feel like now we just, uh, you know, that song working for the, working yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, this. I hate it. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like I am, I, I've got a little bit of freedom back as uh, regular listeners. And by the way, regular listeners, thanks for popping in. If you're new, thanks for uh, popping in and trying this out this week. Um, yeah, man, like, I got a little bit of freedom now. You and I were just talking off the air. So I got, um, as, uh, like I said, as re- regular listeners know, I got uh, laid off in, what was that, April or something? I had kind of like a month wind down. It was um, it was just a classic, you know, kind of revenue-type situation. Um, but, you know, now I've gone, and, you know, I still have a good um, relationship. But because I'm kind of throwing myself into, you know, the Fantasy Football All-Mac, which I'll talk about in a bit, um, the podcasts, you know, thankfully we have, you know, pretty reasonable sponsorship on both podcasts, this one and get paid, um, you know, that, um, combined with, uh, this marketing freelance company that I started, I got a, a little bit of a bigger contract through my old, uh, employer. So I'm working with my ex colleagues again, which is cool because, you know, they, they also, I mean, you know, Sam, I mean, you spend a lot of time at work. Uh, you make some friendships there, and it's kind of a bummer when you leave a place. So it's nice to right. kind of be back there, um, even in a limited capacity. I'm like one day a week, but that actually, I would like to be two days a week. Um, you know, we'll probably get to that point, but um, what it lets me do is it lets me focus on this and also building up and finding more clients for my, you know, my marketing and freelance stuff. So yeah, I have some, I have some freedom basically is what I'm trying to say. And it's nice, but it's also just a different kind of stress though, to be honest with you. It's like trading one stress for another. Yeah. Man, that's what, that's what adulthood is, is just stress, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Our usual rosy outlook on, uh, on, on our late thirties now. So, uh, Nah, man, it's, you know, I, you know, you look for little pockets to try to, and I hate being doom and gloom. I really do. Yeah. You know, um, just sometimes those weeks, man, they just bite yeah, on. Yeah, they grind and on. Just, yeah. And, you know, and then you take a vacation and then you need a vacation from the vacation because the vacations are, 
stressful sometimes now too so yeah it's, like, you know i was on as you know i think we talked about last week i was on a vacation where my family came like you know my my family came in so like my parents my brother my sister they're all families and all that stuff and um and it was cool but for the first time because you know i'm not really gainfully employed i'm kind of employed and scratching by um and by the way it helps to have a sugar mama i also have a sugar mama right so um for everybody out there who's like, hey, man, Sean Ryan, Sean Ryan's just doing this thing and making a go of it. I mean, it is true. If I was single and had no kids, I'd be able to scrape by. And I mean, scrape by. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even have to, like, you know, rent a room from Sam Van Dam, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, but I'd be able to scrape by. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not recommending quitting your job or anything like that. It's good to have a backup plan. But, uh, no, like, I, I came back and, um, I didn't need that vacation from a vacation, which is nice, but I, I'll tell you, like, two days this week, I was just like, screw it, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> and um, I did that, but, you know, I've been busy, but it is. Um, hey, man, we're, so we're four, four minutes in. Let's get to some sports, because that's what this thing is about. First off, um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at TFS underscore Sean, that's S-E-A-N. Sam's at TFS underscore Sam Van Dam. Uh, we're also kind of experimenting with YouTube right now, so if you're an avid listener, what we're doing is just for now, we're just breaking up clips. Um so if it's a little bit easier for you to uh, to consume here, I would definitely keep doing that. But I've had a lot of people reach out, um, you know, about the show, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, we're not we're not really on iTunes. Where can we get it?" So I was like, "Hey, you know, YouTube, uh, it's pretty damn big. So let's let's go there." So we're we're just breaking up some show clips. You still get the full episode here. You don't get it there. Uh, but we're experimenting. So uh, subscribe. Just go on YouTube and search for Functional Sports Aholic. We'll see where that goes. Um, probably what's really going to happen, as Sam and I have been talking about, is we're probably going to do um, something else and merge with somebody else. I don't want to make any announcements or be presumptuous here, but we're probably just going to shift it a little bit later. So if you don't subscribe, I don't care. Um, but it would be nice if you do, and you know, I'll keep you up to speed. And once you know, I get a little bit, uh, you know, my feet underground, we're going to be releasing some fresh, like different content there, which I'm really excited about, but, you know, I have to buy like a thousand, two thousand dollars of equipment. And so, uh, you know, I'm pushing that off for, for now until the money from my contract and the marketing stuff comes in. Um, what else? Uh, fantasy football almanac and draft guide that's out. It's on Amazon. Uh, by the time you listen to the show, the new guide is going to be out. When I mean new guide, I mean like I actually update throughout the year. Um, so I'll have rankings. You'll see it on the on the notes in the book, but uh, it'll say, you know, guide updated August 1st because that's when I'm pushing the updates out. So you'll get the latest rankings. And then, of course, as I tell everybody on the show, um, if you've bought the book, uh, there are promotion codes. Just email me and I give you free updates. I don't spam you. I don't sell your information, at least not yet. Maybe I will. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't I don't spam or anything like that. All I do is email updates. Um, I'm there for you if you need like draft advice or waiver advice throughout the season. And then uh, come next year when I release the guide, I always send the people that sign up. I always send them a note and say, hey, you know, same deals last year, free updates throughout the season, but I'm going to give it to you, you know, a couple bucks off. So um, you only save money by uh, by emailing me. If you haven't bought the Almanac, check it out. Uh, you can get a free sample, um, like I think of the NFC East back when I originally wrote it. So like, you know, Safarian Jenkins, I think is still on the Patriots on that free sample. I fixed it in the regular book. Uh, but go to functionalsportsaholic.com. You can download a free sample. Uh, you can also look inside, you know, do, do the look inside feature on Amazon.com. Um, and check it out, but it's good, man. Everybody's satisfied. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's awesome. So go ahead and do it. A lot of free stuff that comes with it and it's uh, less expensive than the, uh, the big competitors out there and it's more updated than the uh, cheaper competitors. So right in the middle, baby, right where I like to be. 
All right. Just do it. Just do it. Man. Just do I don't it. know what you're waiting for. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Uh, all right, man. So, Sam, I got uh, a list of things. We can talk about some other stuff, but uh, let's just kind of peel off the list here. Um, did you see? You might have missed. I don't know. I actually, when I saw the news, I wasn't sure if it was just like people trolling and, and making stuff up, but Goodell in this uh, New Orleans Saints lawsuit that the uh, you know the fans basically filed against the NFL because the Saints had the Super Bowl ripped away from them with that non-pass interference call. Well, Goodell has to be um, deposed. Uh, the judge <laughs> has ordered him. They've set a date and everything. So he and I think maybe the NFL official, like I don't know if... Um, uh, Riveron has to go out, like, but the you know basically the NFL has to speak in court about that loss um, and about that whole scenario. And I gotta say, like, as a non Saints fan, as just a fan of sports, it kind of pisses me off that they've done this. But what do you think about it? I think it's stupid. And if I was Roger Goodell, and how how long has he been the commissioner now? What ten years? Uh, it's yes, yeah, you know, probably okay. a little bit more than that. But yeah, and and he's making forty four million dollars a year. Mm. Like, I, I wouldn't deal with this. I'd just be like, all right, I made enough money, I'm out. Like what? I mean, like why would you even put up with this crap? Yeah, you know. Like, I don't. Uh, I mean, that's my thing. Like, can you imagine making forty four million dollars a year for ten years now? Like, and he's not an old dude, right? Like. I wouldn't want this headache, man. Yeah, you're right. You I know? mean, yeah, that's, yeah, my, I, that's my thinking. Like, I'd be like, but some I don't people, know, man, you know, it's just... like it's like when Donald Trump ran for president. I'm like, why are you? Do- I, well, I think really why he ran for president is because he also assumed he would lose, and he was just, you know, basically getting his brand out there. So mm-hmm. I think that's why he was doing it. But even like Trump, like why? Like you and me, I know we're not built this way. It's like you have all this money. Like, why? Like, you're, what is Trump in his 70s? Goodell, he's probably in his 50s, 60s, something like that. Right. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you got all the money you want, man. Like, you, you know, you what basically. What are you doing? Like, why yeah. are you dealing with headaches and dressing up in a suit every day? I, just, I, I don't get it. I never do that, man. I don't like, get it, man. Man, give me a cool meal, bro. I'll live off the rest of that for the rest of my <laughs> life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why people want to deal with the rat race and the headaches and all that stuff for years and years and years and years. And now he's got to go deal with this crap. Nobody likes him, like, in the public eye. You know, it's just, it's, I, I, I would just hate it. You know, but I guess he, I guess he gets off on this stuff. I don't know, man. There, there are people like that, right? I guess it has something yeah. to do. Like people like to be busy. Uh, my dad's like that. He's like a busy guy. I've, I've known like um, a lot of people that just always have to work. Even people like my age, they have to do something. Like they're fidgety if they don't. They get annoying if they don't have a job. Um, I'm not one of those people. I actually think I get better when I don't have a job. I improve as a person, right? I've, I'm just more rounded. I have, like I'm gardening right. now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You pay attention to the small stuffs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like it's just also because we've been in this. You know, now we're you know how many years? Let's say 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17 years, like in a workforce. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we've just kind of like, all right, like. And we're from a different generation where we just kind of want to, I don't want to say we don't want to work hard. We just want to do the work and be done with it. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need to work to work. You know, I don't need to get up and wear a suit to get up and wear a suit. Like, I would much rather just get the job. I don't need to work an eight hour day if I can get the work done in six, four hours. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's just like the way that I think. And it's like a means to an end. So I would never want to get up, dress, be made fun of all this stuff, like continuing on. 
when he's obviously reached a level, but I, you know, some people love a title. They love a responsibility yeah. and it's just not me. Yeah. For me, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. You were just talking at the beginning of the show. You're just working for the weekend, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. I'm just working for retirement, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's it's like it, I make make as much, and I you know I made some some decent money earlier in my career, um, right right up until April when I got laid off, I was making some really nice money, and um, and it was good, but you know I was kind of miserable. Even my wife was just like, she's like, I'm I'm glad you're not working, you know, there full time anymore, because mm-hmm. now I feel kind of more in control of my own destiny. Like I just I'm just in a better mood. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that I just, I'm somebody, my my own personality, I don't like to be told what to do by anybody, you know? Um, yeah. And I've never really, honestly, I've never been somebody who can be told what to do. Um, I'm somebody who understands consequences. So, like, I'm not like, I was never the guy that would be like, if my boss told me to do something, I'd be like, eh, screw you. Nobody, you know, nobody tells me what to do. I don't do that stuff. I'm not crazy. Right. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, you know, I'll eat some shit here because I know I'm going to make more money and then I can go on a vacation, you know? So it's making choices. But ultimately, what I would like to do is to make all those decisions and then have other people work for me and go on more vacations. That's that's uh, that's the dream, baby. That's the dream. Man, I'm just trying I'm trying to get, get the kid through school, get all that stuff, retire at the beach, work at Publix yep. three days a week. There you go. Bagging groceries so mm-hmm. I can get those bennies. Mm. Trying to get those bennies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. Get, I'll come. I'll come down there and work with you. And I'm and I'll be at the beach every day. Like that's what I want to do. I'll like, make those. I'll make the Publix subs, dude. Like me yeah, and you, man, you we yeah, can work that deli. Make, oh yeah, man. Let us work. The, I'll say, listen, man. Don't buy the board's head. It's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, don't buy the board's head. Publix, man. Stick with the Publix. The Publix all, is just it's all as good. The same thing. It's all the same thing, man. Listen, you know why Boar's Head is sold there? Like, Boar's Head has the, the true story. Boar's Head has a process to uh, to sell. And Boar's Head uh, representatives will rip the meat out um, of the stores if they don't meet any kind of, like, health and safety standards and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. really what that means is the stores that have Boar's Head means everything there is going to be good. That's what it yep. means. So yeah. uh, I'm with you, man. Don't do not do that yeah, Boar's Head wait. upgrade. Unless you're, on, unless you're on business and you're expensing the meal, then upgrade. Right. You know, that's yeah, not up, out of your yeah. pocket. Then, yeah, you know, nah. screw the job. But yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the that's the dream, man. I just want to be an old guy on the beach, yelling at kids. You know, <laughs> dude, I got um, I, I I'm I'm teasing. I know, I'm with you, man. And what? So that now I have a second kind of fallback retirement plan. It's to work at Publix with you and make subs um, for the rest. You know, the, as, just, I, for as Benny's, I, bro. just for Benny's, just for Benny's, just for Benny's. I just want the Benny's, man. Because once you get off that, once you get off that uh, Benny's plan, like at a corporate job, mm. that stuff's expensive when you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, man. So yeah. be nice to work a few days a week just for the just for the benefits for and maybe Benny's, bring baby. home a sub every night. You could do. <laughs> <laughs> sit out by the sit out by the water, toes in the sand. The bread's a little stale because you're banking at the end of the day. I get you. Yeah, I get you. yeah, yeah. I um, what was it? Uh, my other retirement plan. I think you know this is you know just to to get ripped and shredded and get into acting and basically be ripped Santa, ripped Santa every every time Christmas because you know like like sports stores they like to do Santa Claus. And sometimes what they'll do is they'll hire like a young person and then put him in a wig. He looks like an idiot. So I think mm-hmm. I think ripped Santa. There's a market for that. Or like I'll just I'll I'll act in like motorcycle shows and stuff. Because uh, now that again now that I'm not um, employed by like a corporation, I have my own um, you know LLC and everything. I mm-hmm. can now get um, some of the tattoos that I never really got before because I didn't want them to show through my my business shirt and all that stuff. So I can uh, I can add some art to my body. <laughs> 
which I'm there you go there you go baby it's what it's all about man inking inking and drinking bro (laughs) (laughs) anyway oh what were we talking about oh goodell yeah screw it man like why are you (laughs) i love it i love the wormhole i love it yeah goodell i don't know man but what here's what i hate about it as a sports fan though is look you know it's been this has happened time and time again in sports um happened in the nfl happens in baseball i was an orioles fan when that kid you know, pulled the home run over the fence and it, you know, changed the whole complexion of the series. So I never got to see the Orioles go to a World Series. Um, you know, I, I, I hate this. But right. what really bugs me is some ass out there, okay? And, and, and New Orleans fans, look, I, I feel for you. You know, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. And it happens and it should never happen. It shouldn't have happened and it sucks, okay? So I'm not, you know, I'm not defending the NFL here, but what I am saying is if you're throwing as a fan such a hissy fit that you're like, you know, screw it. I'm going to compl- change the complexion of sports, and I'm going to set a precedent now for every sports fan from now until eternity right. that I'm going to file a lawsuit, and then some judge who's also a fan of the same team is going to get let it go to court. Now we're going to depose, like, all these people, and they have to answer for You don't have to answer for this. You have to answer for this. No, what you're doing is you're screwing everything up because in another two years, the Saints are going to get a lucky call over somebody else, and then they're going to be disposed. And we're going to have to hear about all this crap in the offseason that we shouldn't have to feel about. It's the most selfish move, and it's the biggest hissy hissy fit move by this fan or these groups of fans. Look, New Mm -hmm. Orleans, I'm sorry. It sucks. It sucks. But stop being such pussies about the thing. Stop it. Yeah, man. You're where, ruining where it. Did they, where did they do this lawsuit? Oh, it's, I'm sure it's I, – I don't know for sure. I'm sure it's in Louisiana somewhere. It's probably in Baton Rouge yeah. or something. Screw them, man. Oh, man. So stupid. Yeah, I hate them. So I, and and the, these fans, they're, they're going to screw it up because now every time there's a bad call, now it's going to be like um, – you know, a goaltending. Was it or was it not a goaltend? Well, now we're going to get, you know, Adam Silver in there. And he's going to be all right, all right, just stop being pussies, man. Just well, imagine the amount of money they're spending on this and what that could go towards. You know, yeah. like the amount of money they're spending on lawyers and mm-hmm. all this crap. Like, wh- where could that money go towards? There's yeah, people yeah. in Louisiana that could use that money. Like, And, and, and what's going to so happen? Stupid. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, what are they going to say? Oh, nope, we reward, you know, we reward them. Like, we, what are they going to do? Listen to Stupid. our feelings, man. <laughs> Gosh, this is yeah. brutal. All right, brutal. go to the next round. Summer action continues to heat up, and the MLB and big UFC fights are around the corner and only two weeks away from NFL preseason. Yes, two weeks away from the NFL. I can't believe it. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, look, the AL is heating up. You got the Yankees, you got Minnesota, you got Houston, Boston. Are they going to have a say? Cleveland's starting to heat up. You got the Dodgers, Cubs, and Braves in the NL. Things are going well. And look, you know, the futures are out um, for the NFL. Uh, we're talking about them on Get Paid as well. It's going to be very good. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code PODCAST1, or you can simply text BETNOW, that's B-E-T-N-O-W, to the number 238-669 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. The MLB, baby. The UFC, the NFL, get in on all of it. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Looking for the best sports coverage on the web? Then check out the Dan Patrick Show on Podcast One Sportsnet. Join the sportscaster Monday through Friday as he covers the biggest games all year long with a whole bunch of A-list guests from the world of sports and entertainment. Download new episodes of the Dan Patrick Show every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
Um, hard knocks. This is the last episode, Sam, where we don't have hard knocks to talk about. It's it comes uh, out, yeah. I think, on Tuesday next week. So we're going to be talking about that next week. Can't wait. Have you seen the clips? You seen the Gruden about ripping I've the dreams it. and the nightmare? Oh man, I cannot I wait. Good, man, the, the the expectations are high. So how can it not be good? I know. Like, I wasn't expecting a lot out of Cleveland last year. I was expecting to, you know, kind of laugh around with Baker Mayfield. I loved that season. This season, I think, is going to be better. I think it's going to be better. I feel feel, You see that, um, I think Antonio Brown arrived on, like, a hot air balloon or something. Yeah, these um, idiots. I know he is. I saw Jalen Ramsey came in a Brinks truck. Oh, my gosh. Football players are the worst. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're right. right. Wide receivers are the worst. They they are. are Jalen Ramsey's a defensive back. Worst. They are. Well, whatever. Yeah, Antonio Brown, Odell's been popping off at the mouth. Yeah, I know. uh, Just shut up. Yeah, I know. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. (laughs) Just shut up. Um, yeah, so uh, I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I saw it was funny. I was watching Coward yesterday, and he was talking um, about uh, John Gruden. John Gruden had a press conference, and they're showing a clip. And John Gruden was kind of going on about this third string quarterback, this Nate Peterman, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know, he's growing on me." Blah blah blah. And then they they flip back to Hurd, and he's just like, "Can he's like Peterman's your third string quarterback? Can you not say anything nice about Derek Carr, <laughs> your starter?" <laughs> and I it, like I I hadn't thought about it, but um, it is funny because you don't really hear him being nice to Derek Carr, but like that's kind of John Gruden's thing. He's never been satisfied with a um with a quarterback like his whole coaching career i think brad johnson was his oh rich gannon i'll take that back he liked rich gannon like way back with the raiders the first time but um and and i think he was kind of settling on brad johnson but he just never really you know he's just not a warm and fuzzy guy and it's funny because like i was thinking about gruden i was like you know grabbing lunch today i was thinking about that clip from yesterday and and everything i started laughing he's like i'm like you know gruden is basically like the father who has like a successful son or daughter and just just doesn't like what they're doing with their life, you know? It, I, it's it, like, he, yeah. he's got to give some love sometime. I, I actually agree with Hurd on that was, one. You got to give some love. Was Gruden a quarterback? Um, he might have been, but, you I know, Jay, Jay Gruden was the quarterback. Yeah, I remember Jay was, yeah, but Jay. I, I don't know. I felt like John, because he's always been like a quarterback coach, and so, so I feel like, at some point, he was the quarterback. And I mean, he was definitely quarterback's prob- coach. Yeah, I, he comes from a coaching family. I just don't know if that was his position growing up. I don't know if he caught on in college or not, but he's he was kind of a small guy. Like, Jay Gruden was the prospect. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of got that, like— Oh, chip. Yeah, like, he's like, I don't like starter. Like, I want the third—you know, like, he likes the third-string guy because, like, that reminds him of himself. Yeah. You know, so he's just—he's going to constantly shit on the number one guy. Yeah. You know, not not show love. I but he's, that. Yeah, like you said, he's going to be like the dad that, like, he's like, oh, you should be like your cousin Johnny, <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, Johnny's selling drugs out of the back of his car, dad. Like, <laughs> and I'm over here getting straight A's, dick. <laughs> you know, like— can you give me some love? Like you know who you it know? is. He's he's the uh, he's the dad, and she's all that. You know, yeah. dressing his kid in the Dartmouth sweater, and you got Freddie Prince right. Jr. All he wants to do is play hacky sack and go to yeah, go to shows. Just, yeah, it's just you know? not good enough. Yeah, it's just can't not let good the ball enough. drop. You can't Man, let that the ball dad drop. Is, that dad is awful. I know he man. is awful. He's coming, and he's like Freddie Prince Jr. has all these letters, and he's just like, yeah, you got all these, you know, all this. Shit. You got all this opportunity. You got all this opportunity. 
He's like, I don't want to go to Dartmouth, Dad. It's like, you know, he's like, he's talking to Lee. Even though he had actually gotten into Dartmouth. Yeah, he, he got into and Dartmouth. And he just didn't want to go. He, wanted, he, to go to clown, he wanted to go to clown college. He did. And learn how to do hacky sack. He wanted to hacky you know? sack and, and learn how to paint with oils. And so, like, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr., he has all these uh, acceptance letters to Ivy League school. You know, he's he obviously, he's great. He's a great soccer player, right? He's got some mm-hmm. buddies that put him up to probably not the most sensitive thing you could do. Um, which is basically, you know, it, it was good, but not so good when you think about it. Because he did make the girl popular, Lainey Boggs, right? Right. He did make her popular, but, uh, but at the same time. R.I.P. to Paul Walker, too. I know, man. Paul Walker. That sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a sad story. Because um, he was a good dude. He was charitable and all that. You know, yeah. You, you know. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. That, but, movie yeah. Wouldn't, that movie wouldn't fly today because there's a lot of bullying in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's funny to see if movies are like would would get made today, and I, I really don't think that movie gets made today. You talk about things that wouldn't get made today. The Office, the show, The Office. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, that wouldn't get get made. Anyway, Entourage, Entourage yep. is another one. The way they like it's a tough one, womanizing and all that. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Tough, tough watch these days, but yeah, I still pop them in. Yeah. Um, speaking of changing culture, so uh, let's shift this over to gaming culture. I was watching Real Sports. This isn't the first time I've seen something like this, but I was watching Real Sports last night from uh, the you know the July episodes. It's probably this week, and um, you know they did a, a thing about uh, gaming addiction. And there are things now they're like, because, you know, basically uh, for, for anybody who isn't educated, you hear, you know, gaming addiction, you roll your eyes. But basically the, 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 the chemistry in your brain, um, and it's measurable, and there's a lot of research on this. Just, you know, trust when I say it because, like, you know, it, it, the, the research and the science out there, and it has proven it. Okay, so just, you know, I'm not shooting at the hip here. It is backed up by science. But, um, you know, basically, you know, the dopamine levels or the, the receptors of any drug, whether it's heroin, whether it's coffee and sugar, whether it's um, games, whether it's gambling and, and you know playing slots at the casino, whatever it is, whatever you're addicted to, um, it changes the chemistry in your brain and you get a reward system every time you you know go to that mm-hmm. um, to that thing. And so what they're saying is um, basically three percent of gamers now they're saying, which is the same percentage as gamblers, you know compulsive gamblers, three mm-hmm. percentage of gamers get addicted to gaming. And, uh, you know, there's, there's the, the, the treatment and I think insurance and everything, it hasn't quite caught up yet because everything's changing. I think Congress is just starting to get wind of this, but you're finding kids that like when they're having their consoles, their gaming consoles taken away, mm-hmm. like they're having suicidal thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. there's like a whole treatment center now devoted. I think there's like one, but it's devoted specifically for this it costs like 50 grand to go to this, you know, tens of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars to go to this thing. Of course, not covered by insurance because, it's, again, right. it's not caught up yet. Uh, but the right. World Health Organization is actually saying, look, this is a legit thing, right? So when I say backed mm-hmm. by science, like literally the WHO, um, the World Health Organization is saying, yes, uh, th- this is a problem. And so I, it, here's what I don't get as maybe somebody who's just, you know, I miss that generation a little bit, right? Because we, we grew up, Sam, when we started growing up, we did not have the internet. Then we right. got the internet by about the time we were out of high school. But even then, the internet was just like, you know, to, to download a naked picture of a woman, Sam. It was just, um, not that I would ever do that. Painstaking work, man. I would never I would never do that. I would never do that um, because even back then as a teenage boy, I realized that, you know, objectifying women is just not my thing. But if I wanted to download, uh, let's just say a picture in nature of a beaver, um, it would just take a long time it would be the choppiest beaver download of all time and so like 
I don't really comprehend the idea of online gaming and, you know, having a headset and being able to communicate with your group of friends from school, but, like, you know, create teams and, you know, and, and play, like, all these cool games. Like, I think I would have eaten it up as a kid because I love video games. Mm -hmm. um, but what I do remember is, like, we were starting to get the cooler consoles back then, and I would spend summer, like, in front of the TV playing video games. I would love it. Um, right. But what I don't understand, because I loved it, right, and I would go to school during the school year, and I would think about, um, you know, just downloading these, uh, you know, or just playing the games. That's all I would think about at school is, like, I got to go home and play, like, Tecmo Bowl, or mm -hmm. I, I want to go home and play, like, Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation or something like that. That's all I would think about. Right. And then I'd get home, and that's, like, all I would do. Um, but it never got to a point where it was just, like, um, I'm not going to study, or it never got to a point where I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go like play basketball with my friends or something like that. So I don't really understand what the shift is because I think there's two shifts. One is the technology, but the mm -hmm. second shift is like the way people interact with each other, I guess, is, has changed too. Because oh, I, big time. I mean, that's why everyone texts, like no one really calls, yeah. um, you know, like you could be sitting in the same room with somebody and texting them, you know, uh, it's just, yeah, the way uh how we communicate is just totally different so i think people get their you know they get their communication they get their like feeling of being involved and being in you know with something through some of these gaming things and their communities of gaming and stuff like that where you know they don't even know these people but they know them because they talk to them every day right you know, it's a different, totally different world than what we're. Have you, you seen? Know, where we're accustomed. You probably to. haven't, but have you seen the movie Ready Player One? No. Um, Steven Spielberg did it. You know, it's like set in the future, but it, it's basically like these. Everybody's just playing these games, um, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's kind of a lighthearted movie. It's it would probably more of like a geared towards like kids and everything, which you would not not kids, but like you know again teenagers. I shouldn't say mm -hmm. kids. It's a little submissive or uh, dismissive of of people of that age. But um, and I remember being that age and getting pissed when people did that, so I shouldn't do that. But when I say like uh, you know like teenagers, um, early twenties and stuff, it's probably geared more for that. But it's a cool movie because I think it's a it's underrated in how it views the future. And I could mm -hmm. totally see that being like a future. They have like these like virtual reality kits and like virtual reality treadmills that are really cool. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, I mean, these, uh, you're right. I mean, it's like the whole social structure and, and the people in the movie have never met like the people that they hang out with in the, in the game. Um, mm -hmm. And it is like that today. And then this uh, real sports that so they showed, I guess Korea has like a huge gaming culture and everything. And like mm -hmm. when you hear the stories about how, like, uh, you know, people will play, um, you know, a marathon session of whatever game they're playing and then they'll die because like, they, you know, they, they forgot to eat and drink. And so they've had heart attacks and stuff. That's that most of that stuff happens in Korea. And so they were right. showing um, they were showing these basically these places where you go. They're like Internet cafes, but for gaming. And it looks mm -hmm. like an opium den. What you would picture like an old school opium den look like. <laughs> it's like everybody's just slunched over in their chair, slumped over in their chair and just like playing. And they're only moving their fingers, you know. They're just like, right. that's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I do think it's a problem. I recognize it's a problem, and it's a huge industry. Um, you know, and they had a real sports, they had a lobbyist on. The lobbyist, of course, was not giving a street answer, which is what their job is. Um, right. It's going to be well, interesting. You saw man. that kid, you saw that kid when, how old was he, like 16 or something? He won that. Oh, yeah. Like, three mil? Yeah, three mil. 
I saw that this you week and in, in some in the crazy. first thing. And I I noticed a couple of years ago I was starting to see stories about um, like the uh, Staples Center in L.A. would be sold out. Yeah, just watching people playing games, so they would show the games on the big screen. It's huge, man. Like, I, if I knew anything about it, I would launch a podcast about it because I know it's like it's big. It's big industry. Um, well, you used to play Snake Eater, man, and oh, I used man. to watch it like I used to watch it like it was like TV. Yeah, you know, I'd come home, you'd be popping it. I'd be like, "Oh, you playing Snake Eater?" I'd get my food ready and I'd sit down and watch you play for. 20 hours. minutes while I ate my yeah while I ate my dinner you know I was playing and for hours yeah you were playing for hours but I'm saying like I would like sit down and watch you mm. and you know it's That's crazy cool, I like that metal. Yeah. I, you know I have the latest Metal Gear Solid in my house I just haven't again real world stuff I haven't been able to actually turn on uh, my PlayStation and play it um, but that's uh, it's on my to do list, man. I've I've held I've kept up with that franchise as far as that game has gone. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, what else I have? Um, you know, we've been talking for it's a good good little conversation. Um, yeah. Let me ask you. So, Adam Silver moving into NBA. Adam Silver, you know, the NBA in general, they're trying to figure out how to get around what I guess would be called player tampering. I mean, this recruiting that everybody's doing. Um, you know, the the. I think teams are getting a little bit more spooked these days of like the super team stuff about how Paul George and Anthony Davis kind of called mm. their shot and got traded to the team that they wanted to be traded to. Um, not that, I mean, it also happened to be pretty, pretty good deals for the teams that actually traded them. So they kind of lucked out in that. Right. Like, but like, what do you think, man? Like, I don't think it, this is policeable really, but I mean, what are your thoughts on the situation and, and would you change anything with the NBA? Cause it's I know you're pro mobility. Yeah. It's not policeable, but it's really hard to, you know, I I'm trying to think, you know, five, 10 years down the line, um, you know, do we start losing some franchises? You know, because if players are, you know, pretty much just doing whatever they want and, you know, signing four or five year deals and then wanting out after two, um, that's a that's a problem. Um, so I feel like they're going to have to do something, you know, to help some of these smaller teams and some of these other teams that are, you know, even. Even if they get lucky enough to draft a guy or, you know, acquire a guy, you know, in a trade that still has a couple years left on his deal. And then, you know, and the guy's like automatically like, well, I don't want to play. Like, it, it just puts these teams in a, you know, you, you're always going to have a market in some areas. But some of these other ones, I feel like it's just going to be harder and harder for them to to build a to build a franchise. You know, um, because we all, I mean, we do hear like guys don't need to go to big markets, you know, for endorsements and stuff like that. Yet most of the time they do end up playing for a larger market mm -hmm. um, because whether it be, you know, uh, you know, whether, whether it be, you know, you know, what, how their family's going to live, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these guys are just calling their own shots and, it's really hard for the owners because they've tried to incentivize them to stay with these like super max deals, you know, but these guys are kind of like, they're making eh. so much money. You're just like, Damn. yeah, yeah. They're making so much that like when they can kind of sniff up at 50, another 50 million, it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, but I feel like you gotta, you gotta do something. I just don't know if they're going to start making players do buyouts um, where, 
yeah, if you want to get out of this, that's fine. You need to give the team back a certain amount of money or your new team needs to pay money towards that. The yeah. Team, you know, I, I was like, just, I was just thinking that. So like, yeah, like off the like top of my head, like yeah, maybe. Um, so like, let's just, I, I know it's more than this, but let's just say the max is like, you know, your max is like five years, a hundred mil. And again, I know it's way more than that, but let's just keep the numbers like safe. So that's 20 mil a year. Um, you know, maybe like maybe it's a situation where if you go, if you if you force your way into a trade, you know, the new team basically, um, like maybe the new team like loses its cap if they're the team that takes you or something like that. Like, there's got to be some kind of disincentive for it. Um, and I think like I'm thinking about the NFL, and I think there's a couple of reasons that you don't see that happen too much in the NFL, one of which is the cap situation. Because like if you if you sign a guy, so again, let's, uh, Michael Thomas um, signed a five-year, $100 million contract this week um, with $61 million guarantee. Well, if Mike Thomas next year is like, hey, screw it, I'm going to, I want to be traded. Well, that's $61 million guaranteed, um, you know, d- depending on how this, you know, let's just say it's like a $50 million signing bonus, which it's not, but let's say it is, all that money would be accelerated. So the Saints literally would not be able to, based on the rules, would not be able to trade him because they would go over the cap or, you know, it would just completely, you know, kill them. That's why, like, the Antonio Brown trade, I was a little surprised that it happened um, because of the way his contract was was for uh, the you know the Steelers. They actually had to have a lot of that money um, up there, but they were able to take the hit. So, uh, you know, maybe it's a situation where if they sign the deal, um, you know, the, the the supermax deal or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. maybe they, maybe not a, like a buyout, but maybe they um, they're automatic. They're they're like salary automatically dips. Like if they've elected to seek a trade right. publicly or something like that. Right, um, and I don't know if the players' association is going to agree no on that, way. and that's no where you're going to get into yeah. a thing, you know. But I mean, they got to do something. I mean, or maybe the like new anything. team if has to pay a luxury a contract, tax. If you sign a contract and you breach any other contract in life, you breach your cell phone contract, you breach you breach your apartment contract, you breach your car con- your car lease. Like if you breach any of those things, there's usually a penalty that you have to pay, mm-hmm. you know, and. And sometimes the penalty is kind of like, I really don't want to deal with that. Like, I'd much rather just stick it out, you know, or the penalty's so bad where you're just like, it's not even an option. I'm just going to stay in what I'm in until it's time to for me to get out of it. You know, so I feel like if if it's not down to the last year, like, you know, um, and I get it, they can trade you whenever they want, but you're still going to get your full amount. You know, they have to have something where they can, you know, um, you know, and that's maybe where you reach some kind of language there. Like, if a guy signs for a five-year deal, he's untradeable for, you know, two and a half for three years. So you, you do something like that too. So it's kind of, all right, we're going to look out for the players here, so they don't need to worry about, you know, moving around as much. But you know, we, we got to do something. I got the perfect solution for you. Ready for this? What's that? It's perfect. So, um, so the NFL, I think they still have it, but they definitely used to have this uh, this thing where basically, uh, you know, money would go into a pot to the NFL, 
and players that um, significantly outperformed their contracts, usually guys that were on rookie contracts or one-year deals or something like that that had huge mm-hmm. years, uh, they would get money from this pot just into their pocket. It's like a bonus check, basically, mm-hmm. um, to give money to these guys that just should have been making more. You know, It's right. kind of like a retroactive bonus. So what the NBA could do, uh, let's just, again, take the Anthony Davis situation where he was publicly – he had publicly declared for a trade. He asked the team, um, let's just say you know Davis's people – asked for a trade um so the pelicans could then file and basically say hey look you know davis has asked for a trade um you know here we go and so then let's see the lakers trade for him well when the lakers acquire anthony davis um davis doesn't make less money he makes the same amount of money uh, the Lakers don't lose salary cap space, but Davis's contract would immediately be subject to uh, to the uh, luxury tax in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So his whatever he's making, the, all the millions, that money would would be susceptible um, to the luxury tax, whether or not it actually pushes the Lakers into luxury tax. They would have to pay mm-hmm. luxury tax on that money, and then right. that money goes into a fund for the mm-hmm. NBA to pay these lower tier guys that are really getting screwed by this, you know, right. superstar team culture. So I think it would work from the players association point of view, because they're getting money for their players, uh, actually mm-hmm. more money because the Lakers are, are actually putting more money into the pot over the cap that could then go into a bonus system for these guys that deserve more money. There you go. That's the solution. Yeah. And it's just hard because, you know, like you see a Zion get picked and, you know, if he plays well, like, you know, He's not going to be there in five years. Yeah, even though he like, he said he has, but I get it. Yeah, he you know right. He's but not. I mean, you know, things change, man. And you know, um, we're used to the thing where you know a guy gets drafted and he's at least there, you know, six seven years, you know, um, to really start to make a change. And you know, I mean, Zion could really leave after three. You know, yep. and there's no, I mean, yeah, he could sign that max after whatever, but it's. You know, um, it's it's just it, I think it's a, it puts the teams in a tough position, and you know, um, it'll just be it'll be interesting to see what happens with some of these contracts because I don't know if the TV contract the next time around is going to be for what it was this time because I know some of the uh, ratings are down and mm. stuff. So, um, be interesting to see if it levels out a little bit. You know, now that you know. These guys have been getting paid like crazy mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. couple of years. We'll yeah. see. Well, I mean, the, the NBA is going to be wide open this year. I think that's going to be good for ratings. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it works. I out. think it's going to be a great year for uh, the NBA. This and the NFL, man. Brad and, and I are NFL, talking. NFL, man. It's going to be. It's going to be a really good, really good major sports year. I so, like, so. I, I think I mentioned last week, but so Brad and I were in the uh, the NFL previews where we're doing the um, you know betting over and under win futures, all that stuff, and we're doing mm-hmm. the. Um, uh, the fantasy football, you know, so we're, we're basically previewing every single team in the league and we're through five divisions now. And I've been saying to Brad is like, look, you know, in the, in the NFC teams that like, will you know, could make the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. or even make a deep Super Bowl run. Right. Um, Dallas and Philly, I think certainly, I think green Bay is going to be stronger. Minnesota, the bears, um, I could see scenarios where all those guys. Then you look at the uh, the South. You got the Saints, who I love. Um, I think the Falcons are going to be much improved this year. 
Um, you know, you don't even know what you're going to get from Carolina because, you know, Cam Newton could have an MVP type year or he could kind of slump. You don't really know what you're going to get there, but they could be good. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Arians could work some magic with Tampa. You don't know. Then in the West, you have, uh, you know, New, um, sorry, San Francisco, Seattle, LA, all very good. And you don't know what we're going to get from Kyler Murray in Arizona. They're exciting, right? There's not a clunker in that whole conference outside of maybe, in my opinion, maybe Detroit. Um, just because I don't like the coach. I like the talent. I don't like the coach. Then you look at the mm-hmm. AFC. Um, so the Patriots, I don't – look, I think the Jets will be better than advertised, but I, nobody's challenging the Patriots. I think that's the one division where you're only going to you know, basically have one realistic playoff team. I don't think Buffalo's going to do it or, or, uh, or Miami. You go to the north. I like Cleveland. I like um, – Baltimore is always relevant. Pittsburgh, I think, is underrated, which hardly ever happens. And Cincinnati, although um, I don't think they're going to challenge for a playoff spot, they're not bad. They're going to have some you know, new offense. There's a lot to like you know, about the future direction. Then you go to the South, which, which Brad and I talked about this week. You got the Texans. You got the Colts, who I both think are playoff caliber teams. Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck. The Jaguars are going to be improved this year now that they have a quarterback that can throw the ball. And the, t- the, t- the Titans, who aren't a sexy team, I don't really love them. They're never a bad team. They're never bad. Um, mm-hmm. Then you go out west. I love the Chiefs. I love the Chargers. Denver is going to be better this year with the the, the changing coaching staff. And Oakland, who the hell knows what's going to happen? There's not a boring team in the league this year. Right. And, and it's this, you could say the same thing for the NBA. It's like mm-hmm. I don't remember a time where these two sports had this much, like, parity. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots will probably win the Super Bowl again. But, you know, I shouldn't say probably. But, you know, they'll be challenging for it. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, man, good time to be a sports Come fan. Come good be year. a good year, man. Good year. I, and I can't wait for it. We'll be talking uh, hard knocks next week. And uh, I can't wait, man. So I think that's an episode, man. You got anything else for the audience? No, nah, man. Just be good, everyone. Be good to each other. Be good to each other. Work for that weekend, baby. Get it. All right. Peace, everybody. Be good.